Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Okay, today's sermon is which way is up? Which way is up? Which way is up? We're talking about Palm Sunday, Palm Palm Sunday. I will be remiss to not preach about the triumphal entry, which I am going to talk about today. Uh, But we want to land on this thought. Which way is up? Hmm. The Lord told me as I was studying for this, and I shared it with my wife, and I'm going right in right now. Y'all ready? Okay. It's the first thing. It's going boom. Well, it might not, but ways matter. Ways matter. I think we find closure with intent. But the way is just as important as the intent. The intent is the goal. Let's go to the mall. That's the intent. Yay, me and my husband or my friends were going to the mall. That's the intent. Some people just are good with that. Fine. But the way matters. <laughs> are we taking I-4? Are we taking a turnpike? Be- because the way matters. It determines our ETA. It determines when we'll arrive. And it, it determines how we arrive. Because you can go through a dirt road and bump up your car. You'll still end up at the destination damaged. So it's not enough just to set a goal and hope you make it or just assume. No, the way matters. I'm trying to tell you this will help you in so much more than just church. How matters. The Lord loves a cheerful giver, not just givers. It doesn't matter that you give. Here, take this $100. I'm probably giving more than anybody. Take that $100. Yeah, it's not just what you give. The way. Y'all quiet. Way, the way you give matters. The Bible says Deacon Jesus stood over the treasury to see how the people gave. Read it. Not how much. To see how the people gave. And many that were rich gave much. But there was a woman who had a widow who had two mites. She had two pennies, and Jesus said she gave more than all the rich people that gave because of how. (laughs) The ways matter. You can communicate your frustration with your spouse, but the way, the way you do it might determine the, the, yeah, whether you still will be married after that or not. Ways matter, not just intent. Well, I told you, I was trying to tell you. Well, the way you told me was dysfunctional. So now the intent got damaged because of how we got there. My gosh, this is so good. Are y'all hearing me? Because we pride ourselves on intent. God knows my heart. I was only trying to help. I was just trying to have fun. That's your intent. But you can damage relationships and your own destiny if you don't pay attention to the way. <laughs> Woo! I know you're ready. I know you want a husband, but what's your way? 
Never mind. <laughs> y'all know I do it all the time. Some of y'all ways them, them, them. <laughs> Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear. I don't need your behind to tell me not to fear evil. <laughs> that's, the, that's the lowest way to attract the lowest relationship. Ladies, have a little more dignity. Have a little more class. Have a little more poise. You ain't got to be trash just because trash is popular. Stand out, be different, face forward. Yea, though I walk through the valley, I'm facing forward. What ain't no bikini talking about? <laughs> the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Scratching the back of your calves. <clears throat> Ways matter. Intent is not enough. Because guess what? God knows your heart. We don't. Man looketh at the outward. God looks at the heart. So you need to pay attention to your outward. Pay attention to how and the way you do things. Ways establish culture and kingdom. You know somebody hip-hop when they're like, yo, what's up, how you feeling? Cool, I want to bust this out real quick. I want to say, oh, that's a hip-hop culture. Because of the way he's talking. You can identify culture by ways. Woo! So God is trying to establish his culture and his kingdom through his ways. And you cannot bring your way to the kingdom of God. Yes, sir. All right. Are y'all ready? Is that too much? Okay. Business, businesses are distinguished by their ways. Chick-fil-A is the most hospitable fast food. Come on. Can I get a Chick-fil-A witness? Just one. I don't need a lot. I just need, whoa, whoa, ho, glory. Don't make me too hungry because they closed today, but give me a soft praise on that. Just a soft praise on Chick-fil-A. Don't get me too hungry because I can't go today. Businesses are distinguished by their ways. Chick-fil-A will make you choose them over other franchises because of how they serve you. It'll, it'll start making you judge their product differently. These fries are the best. I do like, no, just because just they're, <laughs> they're nice, you think they fries better than McDonald's. It is, because the waffle, I like the waffle better anyway than the. Liv, we're trying to establish a love culture here. When you walked up, I hope they smiled at you. I hope they gave you some love. I hope they were kind to you. Were they? Love culture. Everybody deserves to be loved. No matter what. I don't care what they did, where they from. Love them. Aggressively love them when they come to the house of God. They're here. So we're trying to establish that. But the ways, the ways matter. Ways matter. And the, 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 the biggest fight is our way versus his. Jesus himself even said, you know what? Nevertheless, not my way. But your way be done. Jesus had to do that. What makes us think we don't have to do that? He is Lord. I love saying Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Lord means that he is the head. I'm setting something up. Jesus is Lord. That means he's the head. All right? On a human body, the head is on top. 
So if Jesus is Lord, that means I'm under him. It got quiet. Let me come to this side. On an animal, the head is in front. So if Jesus is front or Lord, that means I follow him. Good God, I like this side better. Let me stay over here with y'all. So if Jesus is the head, that means I'm under him and I follow him. Marika, I just gave you a new move. Where's she at? She left dancers. I just gave y'all a move. I'm under him, I follow him. Did y'all see that? He's Lord. I'm under him, I follow I'm about to do it one more time just for the dancers in here. I'm under him. Watch them be up here next week like, mm, 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 mm. Jesus is Lord dance. <laughs> I'm under him, I follow him. Not just Savior, as I always talk about. Savior means I'm not going to hell. He snatched me from hell. I confessed him as my Lord and my Savior, and I'm not going to hell. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. If you're saved and you're glad you're not going to hell, say hallelujah. That's one part. That's Savior. That's like a lifeguard. You're drowning. He, throws the, he goes out and he rescues you. Brings you to shore. <coughs> Thank you so much. What is your name? I'm Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You saved me. Now, when life goes on and Jesus walks off, follow him means he's Lord. For him to save you takes no personal relationship. For him to be Lord, you have to learn him. You got to follow him. You got to seek him. You got to listen to him. You got to be in relation. Is he your Lord or just your Savior? Ask yourself that. For many Christians, Jesus is just our Savior, but he's not our Lord. He, he helps us escape punishment, but he doesn't lead our lives. He doesn't help dictate our decisions, even though the Bible says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and let him lord your life. Are y'all hearing me? Many Christians are just, Jesus is just Savior, but he's not Lord. I'm saved and I'm not going to hell, but on the journey, I'm doing me. I got it. I got, I got, I'll handle this relationship. I'll handle my finances. I got my mind. I got, uh, no, no, no. You need him for every area. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of your, look at your name and say, I need him in every area. My mentor said, we're like vampire Christians. I said, vampire Christians? What do you mean? He said, we just want the blood. Look at all these vampires in here. We just want the blood. We just want our mistakes to be covered. We just want our sins to be remembered no more. We just want our mistakes to be irrelevant. Just cover my mess. I just want the blood. But when they pierced them, blood and water came out. Blood for our sins, water for our lives. Let him be Lord of your lives. His ways matter. His way in the Old Testament, he was delivering the children of Israel that came through the Red Sea. We know that on the night of the Passover, which is what this week commemorates as we start Passion Week, there was a feast, there were festivals, there were parties in Jerusalem all this week to commemorate the Passover. The Passover was the night that God sent his death angel through Egypt and all the children of Israel were saved, basically, because they put the blood, do y'all know this story? Hallelujah. Just let me walk it with you really quick. 
the blood on the doorpost, and God told them to remember that for ages. So every year around the same time, they came together to feast, to have festivals, to party, and to celebrate. God delivered us out of Egypt. Every house that had blood on the outside, the death angel passed by. Mm, 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 mm. Blood on the doorpost is an outward sign that there's a believer inside. Did y'all hear what I just said? God said, put the blood on the doorpost, and then I'll pass. So they were obedient. Obedience is always seen outwardly. So the, the, the blood was an outward sign that there's a believer on the inside. Where is your blood? Where is your outward sign that I believe in my heart? It's not enough to be like, God knows my heart. Where's your blood? Because the blood protects you from death. Okay, the blood, your outward expression, your outward sign causes cancer to go by your house, causes disease to go by your house, causes stress to go by your house. Does anybody want death to pass by you? Your outward sign shows I'm a believer on the inside. Many Christians have no blood on the doorposts of their lives. We have no out. We look just like we did when we was ratchet in, in college, but now we're just excited in church. But we have no outward sign. Where's your sign at? So he sent the death angel in, and that wasn't the power of Satan. That was actually the the judgment of God. The death angel passing through Egypt was not the power of Satan. It was the judgment of God. And I think a lot of us need to understand that, that when we are saved from sins, when we are saved, what we are saved from is the wrath of God. We're not saved from just the power of Satan and Satan is going to, and the devil, he's. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> she said, he's nothing compared to the Lord. I need us to get that revelation. The devil is nothing compared to the Lord. It's not Jesus versus the devil like it's a fair fight. It's a defeated, it's a defeated enemy versus the risen Savior. It's no competition. So during this time of year, there were festivals, there were feasts in Jerusalem. Everyone was excited about the Passover. So here's Jesus at the after Jesus, so first of all, understand this. Bless you, somebody sneezing. A violent sneezing. Yes! Bless you. <laughs> as soon as Jesus hits the scene, I don't understand why people think God is a, just a mean. All Jesus did was good. Jesus cursed nothing and nobody but a fig tree. He didn't... Even the Pharisees who were like religious and traditional and literally irking him, he didn't even curse them. He didn't. He exposed them, but he didn't curse them. Matter of fact, he said, bless those that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Like what? Jesus is so good. Somebody say God is good. He's just good. He's healing people. He's making blinded eyes see. He's bringing Lazarus back from the dead. He's saying, take up your bed and walk. Jesus comes on the scene doing all this good stuff. And then after he heals Lazarus, it was noise abroad. Oh, my goodness. Jesus, 
rose, raised Lazarus from the dead. People started talking about it. It started going all around the city. And now the time of the Passover festival is coming. So Jesus is going to make his way to Jerusalem for the first time. Oh, this is a big moment. This is like a conference. It's like a convention. Like all the church of God in Christ. I knew y'all was in here. That's why I said that. All church of God in Christ. All, your, all, the conference, all everybody comes together to Jerusalem to celebrate this Passover festival. Jesus is now going to make his way in. Let's talk about it. Let's go. So when they were nearing Jerusalem, the scripture, at Bethphage and Bethany, near the Mount of Olives, very significant, Jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them, go into the village in front of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find a donkey's colt tied, good God, which has never been ridden by anyone. Untie it, bring it here. If anyone asks, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs it. Woo! And immediately he will send it here. Today, I just want you to know the Lord has need of you. The Lord needs, see, God don't need nobody. He, he needs you. You're not random. You're not here for no reason. You're here for a purpose. And God needs you to fulfill, uh, to fulfill your purpose. This is what deliverance is all about. I come up in a deliverance church and we used to come and spit on the altar every Sunday. The same person. I'm like, when are you, are you? You didn't mean it last week? The same person, just, oh, Jesus, and getting delivered. We crawling on the floor, and I'm sitting all the time. That's how I grew up. I saw it all the time. But the purpose, huh, you did too? Yeah, but the purpose of deliverance is not just come out of your mess. Come out of your, God ain't pleased with that lifestyle. Ill. you trifling, get saved, get delivered. God, ain't, oh, he ain't going to bless you like that. It ain't about that. You got to be delivered because he needs you. Untie it. I know it's bound, but set it free because I need to use it right now. God can't use you if you're bound. God can't use you if you're dysfunctional. God can't use you if you're tied. So deliverance is coming to you because the Lord, good God, the Lord needs you. Somebody say, I got things to do. I can't stay bound in this dysfunctional relationship. I got things to do. I can't stay on this level, uh-uh, being bound and tied. I got things to do. That's why deliverance is important. You guys, you got to take Jesus somewhere. Jesus wound up riding this donkey. You got to take Jesus somewhere. Your mouth can't be bound with curse words. You got to talk, you got to tell Jesus. You got to talk about Jesus. You need to use that thing to carry Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your mind can't be bound by pornography or, or, or just, just gossip. You can't be bound by that. You need to take Jesus somewhere. I need, Jesus needs to use, never mind. It says a cult that was unridden. An unridden cult back then was considered untamed and wild, uncultivated. It was wild, untamed, very young. Was the cult untamed and wild? Is, am, am I wild or am I bound? Everywhere I was at when I was growing up, I was always the wildest one in the room. I still might be today. I was always the, just the wildest one in the room. So, so, of course, I was sat down a lot. 
It's too much. Sit down. He's wild. He's unbridled. He's, un- he's uninhibited. He's too much. But the fact of the matter is I was bound. Some people don't start going crazy until you lock them up. When you lock them up, they're like, ah, ah, ah. something in me knows I'm not supposed to be tied like this. Something in me knows, uh-uh, my feet were made for walking, and that's just what I'll do. And one of these days, these boots are going to walk all over you. Don't buy my feet. I got to dance. Don't buy my hands. I got to praise. Y'all quiet in here. Be loose this morning. Be free this morning. Was I wild or was I bound? Am I untamed? Or am I in the wrong place? Because what's crazy and wild here fits here. Tell your neighbor, you fit somewhere. And I'll tell you all, you all fit here. Welcome to live. You fit right in. This is for the weirdos, the outcasts, the misfits, the looked overs, the underdogs. Welcome to live! Deliverance. Deliverance is not just to be free from. It's to be free to. That's the point of freedom and deliverance. Not come out of all that dark mess. No. Do you understand what you're missing? Remaining connected to all the dark mess? That's what it is. That's why deliverance, that's why you should come out of sin. That's why the prodigal son came out of the pit. Because he was missing the party. Do you understand the blessings we miss being entangled in sin? We're not going to talk about how dirty and nasty sin is. We know that. Do you know what it's keeping you from? It's keeping you from being used by God. And Jesus is looking like, I need you, but you're bound. I need you, but you're tied. If you can just be loose and be free, I will do wonders in you. So it's not just being free from, but it's free to do. Free to. Free to. The next scripture says, and they went their way and they found the colt tied by the door. Oh, God. With, with, without in a place where two ways met. They loose him. And a certain man that stood, they said, what are you doing? Why are you loosing the colt? And they said to him, even as Jesus had commanded, and they let him go. They let him go. They let him go. Every spirit, every owner that has you bound is going to release you in the name of Jesus. They let him go. Yeah, you can praise God over that. It's got to release you. Matter of fact, I speak this day, it releases you. Whatever had you bound and tied, I speak, oh God, the king has sent out a decree for your release. And in the name of Jesus, I'm speaking prophecy right now. In the name of Jesus, whatever it is that has you bound has to let you go today. Somebody scream, amen. I know you served that master for a while. I know you almost think you belong to that master. But the king is coming. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I said the king is coming. And it has to let you go. Could y'all lay hands on your neighbor? Because I can't touch everybody. Say, it has to let you go. Ooh, say it with some power. Say, it has to let you go. Let me see what section got power in here. Whatever holds you bound, whether it's stress, it has to let you go. Sickness has to let you go. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Confusion, let him go. 
Stress, let them go. Sickness, let them go. Habits, let them go. Somebody scream, I'm free. Did y'all have that sign up there, I am free? Who got it? Could y'all please hold it up just for this point right here? Just keep it up. 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 We are free. We are free. We are. Say it louder. A little bit louder. Let the devil know. Let the devil know. Who? Who? Let the devil know. Last time real loud. We are free. Hiya. Ooh, 15 minutes. How that happened so fast? <laughs> cult. A cult is a, is a younger donkey. It's a younger donkey. So you, Matthew says you'll find a, 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 a donkey and a cult tie. Mark, Luke, and John just says the cult. Even in Mark's account, it says the cult was tied by the door. Studies say, some studies suggest that the cult, the baby donkey, was tied to its mother or older relative, and they were both tied to like a post. So the cult was never by itself. The cult was always with an older relative, maybe the mother or something, and they were both tied to a post. So some of us in this season will have to Allow God to deliver us from even family. I know you're here with your mom and your cousin and your aunt and your uncle. I ain't talking about them unless it's them. You and God know that. Because as long as I'm tied to an older version of myself and we're in the same space... If all I see is the, my next level looks just as tight as this level, I will never be free if God doesn't snatch me out of that situation. And some of y'all, all you see is your family and they're on the same level you are. Matter of, oh. God doesn't have to just deliver you from habits and things. Maybe it's family he's untying you from. Some of us, this might not make sense, but it might to some, may have unhealthy ties to our family. Ooh, and I know you're like, impossible. Very possible. Very possible. Very possible. So serious that God says with marriage, for this cause, shall a man leave his mother and his father. I ain't going to talk about marriages. We'll do that at Live in Love. Even Abraham and Lot, they were cousins, but they couldn't get along. So Lot, uh, Abraham said, before we start fighting, choose a land. Which land you want? You want the east or the west? Lot said, I'll take the west. Cool, I'll take the east. You take your people over there. I'm going over here. We family, but we can't function together. And some of us will never be free as long as we're unhealthily tied To some family. I knew that was going to be tight. I got it written in my notes. Tight point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as long as I see an older version of me in the same space, I'll never become anything more than what I already am. 
As long as I see an older version of me in the same space I'm in now, I'll never become anything more than what I already am. So sometimes I got to leave family. I got to leave. I got to be exposed to different. I got to be exposed to better. I got to get new friends and new mentors and new books I got to read and new things I look up and new things I study because I can't become another version of what already exists. Remember not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. Jesus said, behold, I do a new thing. Look at your neighbor and say, do something new. So Jesus is riding in. He's riding in on the donkey. Now he's the king, but he's riding in on a donkey. Why is he doing that and not a war horse? Donkey represents what? Thank you. Peace. <laughs> donkey is an animal of peace. So here it is, the king of Israel riding in on peace because he's the prince of peace. He didn't come in to rage war against Rome. Otherwise, he'd have came in with soldiers, an army, and horses. He came in meek and lowly. Look, it's, it's prophesied. It's prophesied. Zechariah says this. Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph. Shout like you're a winner. Shout like you're a champion. Shout like you're victorious. Can I hear a victorious shout in here, please? Yes! Oh, people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble. Riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. So rejoice and shout, your king is coming. Your king is coming. I want to say that to you today. Help is on the way. Woo. The Lord told me to tell somebody today, help is on the way. Do not be in despair. Do not lose your hope. Help is, even if your situation looks like it's getting darker and worse, help is on the way. The king is coming. He didn't say, look, look. It said, your king is coming. He didn't say rejoice because your king is here. You can start praising now because you know what's on the way. I said you can start praising now because you, you know what I thought about? I thought about a man being tortured, like an old movie, like 007, so he's in a chair. I don't know what it is. They're torturing him. He got all this blood. You know, I'm very visual like that. So he's in the chair, halfway breathing, and they keep shocking him, or they keep stabbing him, whatever they do to him. He's being tortured by the enemy. He's going through all this stuff, but in his ear, he got a little earpiece. This is my movie. I ain't seen it nowhere, but you, you've seen something like this. He got a little earpiece that said, we're on the way. We'll be there in 15 seconds. We're busting through the door, back up away from the door. So he's sitting there battered and bruised, but he just got a word that help is on the way. So even though he's battered, he starts laughing. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> he starts rejoicing. Woo! My situation didn't change, but oh God, but my posture did because I got a word that help is on the way. Can anybody start laughing in the midst of your situation? Start rejoicing in the midst because something I heard in my ear. I got a word in my ear that God is coming to rescue me. High five your neighbor say help is on the way. That's why I'm praising before my situation changed. Because it ain't about my situation, it's about the word I hear. Tell your neighbor, help is on the way. Hosanna! 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 
and scream, Hosanna! Hosanna! And many spread their garments in the way. They spread their garments and others cut down branches of trees and strawed them in the way. And they that went before and they followed crying saying, somebody scream, Hosanna! Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the king of our God. They, Hosanna. Hosanna. What does Hosanna mean? What does Hosanna mean? Huh. Yeah. Let's talk about that for two seconds. Then I'm going to let y'all go. Y'all can sit down. I got seven minutes. That's a long time. Am I going to make it? Y'all got so much faith in me. <laughs> they threw down their garments. That was customary to welcome royalty. It signified uh, me laying down who I am to honor who you are. Clothes represented identity, okay? Priests wore priest garments. Peasants wore peasant garments. Lepers wore leper's garb. Uh, handmaidens wore handmaidens garb. Kings wore kingly garments. What you wore identified you. So they took off their identity and laid it at his feet. Woo! That's what you do when the king comes. I'm nothing. It's quiet over here, y'all something. Y'all must be something. Let me go to the humble people on this side. That's what you do when the king shows up. I'm nothing. There you go. That's what y'all are supposed to do. In light of who you are, I am nothing. The same thing is going to happen in heaven with the 20 and 4 angels. They're going to take their crowns off. Good God. They're going to put their crowns at his feet. I know this crown represents my accomplishments. It represents everything that I've succeeded in. It represents everything my whole. But I put it there. I put it at your feet. I don't even put it on your head. I put it at your feet. Because ah, I submit my whole self to who you are. Screaming, Hosanna, Hosanna. They got that from this scripture in Psalms. I'm almost done. This is where they got Hosanna from. You can go to the next one. <laughs> Psalms 118 says, this is the day, good God. This is the day which the Lord has made. I will, and what? And be glad in it. I ain't going to work that too much. Hosanna means save now. I beg you, O oh Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Hosanna means save now, send now prosperity. Help us, grant us success, Lord. That's what Hosanna means. Hosanna is not his name. Hosanna means help. I love this point right here. Did y'all hear that? Hosanna means help. And they cried, Hosanna, in the highest. So we need help in the worst way. Y'all quiet over here. See, Hosanna is not a, oh, if you can, stop by. No, it's a, if you don't move today, I don't know about tomorrow. I need, oh, any desperate people in here that really, really needs them, could somebody scream, Hosanna? That means help, help, save, save, send prosperity, help. Help! 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 The king is here. It'll be wise to scream Hosanna. When the king is passing by, it'll be wise. Save us! 
Send prosperity. Hosanna. That's what they did. As they put palms down. They put palms down from the trees. They took branches and just put it before them. They took their identity off. Laid it at his feet. And they desperately cried. Help. That's what Hosanna means. Help. Save now. Send now prosperity. Now it was prophesied. For years, it's been prophesied that a Messiah will come and rule and reign in the house of David, right? So the prophecy is that a Messiah is coming, the king of the root of David is coming to reign and his kingdom will be forever. So the people of God for hundreds of years were since, I mean, the last time they heard something like this was Moses. I know you're going to be enslaved for a while, but a deliverer is coming. And then Moses came after 400 years and delivered them. So now hundreds of years passed again, and they waiting on the king. They said the son, the son of David, of the root of David. So I'm sure that they thought Solomon was going to be it. They probably thought Absalom was going to be it. Like, which son of David is going to rescue us from Rome? Which son of David is going to rescue us from exile? So here comes Jesus coming in. Now, stay right there. Stay right here. Uh, oh, well, actually, the scripture before that, Zechariah is prophesying that the king we're talking about is going to come in riding on a donkey. So they see Jesus riding in on a donkey. Like, this must be it. This is it. Oh my goodness, he, oh, he healed, he raised from the dead, he, he healed blinded eyes, and now he's coming in on a donkey. This is him, Hosanna! They are so excited. People are screaming, people are recognizing the prophecy, and the Pharisees and the Sadducees are like, no, no! So they tell him, let's go to the last scripture, this is my last one. Some of the Pharisees said to Jesus, teacher, not king. Not even Savior. See, you, you only get from him who you see him as. Whatever you see him as is the only thing you can withdraw from him. So they never received salvation because they didn't see him as Savior. All they got from Jesus was lessons because all they saw him as was teacher. What do you see him as today? I see him as provider. Please provide for me. I see him as healer. Keep my body whole. I see him as way maker. There are no blockages in my life. Action neighbor, how do you see him? Tell your followers not to say these things. Hosanna, that's a prophecy in Psalms. That's what we're going to say to the real Messiah. Don't let these people call you that. You're going to ride in here on a donkey. You know what you're doing. Don't do that. Don't let them call you that. Jesus said, hey, if I tell them to stop, the rocks are going to cry out. <laughs> Somebody got to do it. Somebody's going to proclaim who I am. Somebody's not going to be ashamed of me. Somebody's going to say, that's Jesus. Tell your neighbor, if I don't do it, somebody's going to do it. That's why I got to get a little loud. The rock's going to do it if I don't. I got to praise him. The rock's going to do it if I don't. I got to lift his name. The rock's going to do it. I'm not going to let no rock cry out for me. Let your voice be heard this morning. Let your voice. He's so God. He is so God that he must be praised. By you. Or by rocks. 
He going to get it. Jesus then goes and he weeps over Jerusalem. As Stephen was saying today, like, man, they don't get it. They don't understand I'm him. Jerusalem basically, he's saying, y'all missing it. The purpose, the reason why Jesus came in on the cult was to publicly, he was to, he was to make public his claim to be their Messiah. I'm making it public. I'm the one. I'm saying it without saying it. I'm the one y'all looking for. And many began to praise him that day, not because they saw him as savior, but because they saw him as the possible next king that's going to lead this revolt against Rome. So it's not, I understand that the, the, the people were waiting for a, a, a savior from Rome, not from sins. We're looking for a king to lead our country into victory. Not to change our hearts and our minds. The type of king we want is one that's going to come on here and knock Caesar out. We ready to fight. But Jesus came low. He came low on a donkey. And they praised him not as savior of their sins, but out of their desire for a messianic deliverer. Someone who would lead them in their revolt against Rome. Look, but Jesus come not to conquer by force as earthly kings, but by love, grace, and mercy, and his own sacrifice for his people. Jesus, the Jews look for a Messiah to rescue them politically and free them nationally, but Jesus came to save them spiritually. So Jesus comes and says, I'm your king. Yes, I'm ready. I got my sword in the closet. I got my shield. Hold on, Jesus, I'm coming. All right, we're ready to fight. You ready? I got my arrows. Let's go. Yeah, do unto others as you will have them do unto you. Uh, okay, let's try to. I'm going home. I'll, I'll talk to him tomorrow. Oh, he's feeding, he's feeding people 5,000. I'll come. Jesus, we're ready to fight. Let's go, Jesus. I'm ready. Let's knock them out. Do good to them that hate you. I'm not liking this king too much. Well, what about Caesar? We're about to tear Caesar up. He had us in exile. He got us under his rule. We're ready for God's kingdom to rule. Let's get Caesar out of here. Render unto Caesar. What is Caesar's? Are you on their side or ours? Jesus didn't come to change the situation. He came to change them. And a lot of times we miss God because we look for him to change our circumstance. But he's not operating on your situation. He's operating on your heart. <laughs> Woo, so y'all missing the greater blessing. Waiting to come out of poverty. Uh-uh. I need your mind to come out of poverty. I need your heart to come out of bitterness. And everything you're looking for will come to you easily. Jesus came to establish his way. They didn't know that. They thought the way was already established. Like, we got the commandments. We got all that. Cool. We just waiting on Jesus. We just waiting on the Messiah to come so we can take over Rome. That's all we want. No. Jesus came and said, why do you pray all aloud like you, like you? You, you say if a, if, if a man lie with a woman, he committed adultery. I say... 
If you look at a woman lustfully, you already committed adultery in your heart. What kind of king is this? This is not the king that's going to fight our battles. I don't want, because he came and dealt with the heart. He, he dealt with the inside. Like, y'all all religious cause just because you ain't touched nobody, but you done touched 17 people in your mind on the way to your seat. They don't like that kind of Jesus, and guess what? Neither do we, initially. We're in church. We, you probably came to church because of either family, tradition, or a need. Or maybe you was invited. Some of y'all are like, uh-uh, I was invited. Okay. <laughs> For both of y'all, you were invited. But needs sometimes draw you to church. And when you come to church for your need to be taken care of, and all God is doing is working on your heart and your mind, Sundays are a waste. Just wasting my time. I ain't say nothing about my job. He ain't say nothing about me getting married. He ain't say nothing about my... Uh-uh. That's not God's main concern. It's his way. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Jesus came to establish his way, and his people hated it because it wasn't the way they developed based on the last thing he said. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. What did he say after that? I know he told you in 1946 to stay still, but you still still? What is he saying right now? And because they did not like his way, one week, they cried, Hosanna. The next week, crucify him because he didn't meet our expectations. Liv, can I bust a bubble to you real quick? God is in no way obligated to meet your expectation. I'm sorry. And if y'all don't come back next week, it was good having you this week. I love you. He is in no way obligated to do what you expect unless he said it. If he said it, you might, you, 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 it'll be best that you expect it. But if you just want it your way, you want the king your way, we try to make him our God instead of us being his children. We'd rather maneuver the word to fit our lives than maneuver our lives to fit his word. We all want the same things. Everybody in here, love, acceptance, provision, wisdom, health, happiness. We all want that. That's the intent. What's your way? Which way is up? Which way is better? Which way is higher? Different doesn't always mean better. Just because you do things differently and it's new doesn't mean it's better. His way. That's a motto here. My life, his way. I ran out of time to do the scriptures, and I'm seven minutes over time, but this is my favorite scripture, one of my favorite stories. In my closing, where's the band at? Please play. When y'all play, I just be quiet. Thank you. Listen to this story, y'all. I love it. Jesus, in his mother's 
he just, you know, in his mother's womb. Mary goes to visit Elizabeth, her cousin. Elizabeth is pregnant with who? John the Baptist. Thank, thank all 17 of y'all for going to church. <laughs> Elizabeth, her cousin, is pregnant with John the Baptist. Mary just got word that she's pregnant and never even laid with anybody with Jesus. She says, hey, Elizabeth, as soon as she greeted Elizabeth, John leaped. The baby leaped in her womb. And she was like, hey, girl. Oh. Studies show that the baby had not moved and she was six months pregnant. The baby, it was still, it would have been a stillborn. Jesus is safe. Oh, God. Jesus is, oh, God. Woo. Jesus is bringing people to life before he's born. What you mean he can't bring you out your situation? He brought John the Baptist to life and he wasn't even born yet. What? Oh, now that he rose, imagine the power he has now. You got to come out of what you in. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting too excited. He blessing people without being born. What are you carrying that's blessing somebody else? When you greet people, what leaps in them? Gossip? Messiness? What leaps when you talk to your friends? It should be the joy of the Lord. Are y'all hearing me? Every text should be like, good God Almighty, thank you. Do y'all have any? Oh, God. John the Baptist is baptizing people. Jesus is now 30 years old. 30 years later. I don't know how they kept in touch. There was no phones back then. So I don't think John the Baptist saw Jesus in his growth. John is baptizing. Woo! Jesus comes to be baptized. John is like, hallelujah, amen. All right. Behold! Be, 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 look, look! The, 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 the Lamb of God, which come to take away the sin of the world. It is him. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to even let, let your sandals. I'm not worthy. Jesus is like, okay. All right, all right. Get on up and baptize me. Get up and baptize me. <laughs> I know you're overwhelmed, but you got a job to do, please. Let's talk about this after. John baptizes Jesus. Nobody around knows who Jesus is. John the Baptist, that's him. This is him. Three years later, they say, Hosanna. Three years earlier, John knew. Because 30 years earlier, he gave him life. Hey, Basha. You should know who God is by what he's done for you. You should have no doubt in your mind who the king is. You should have no doubt in your mind who the prince of peace is in your life. You should have no doubt in your mind who your healer is. Because if he did it before, John didn't have no doubt. He didn't care how crazy he looked. That's the king. That's him. He baptized Jesus. This is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. Crazy story. They keep going. Jesus got his disciples. John got his disciples. John gets locked up. I love this story. John gets locked up. After a while, he get a little nervous. You know, day one, you're like, all right, he's going to bring me out. He's going to bring me out. He's going to bring me out. I don't baptize him and everything. He's going to bring me out. <laughs> I done brought a pom-pom to church last Sunday. Something going to happen this week. Something happening. 
John locked up days, days, weeks, weeks. Okay. Now his personal situation is unfavorable. Now he calls his disciples, hey, come here. Ask Jesus. Ask Jesus, are you the Christ or shall we look for another? Are you my peace or shall I grab a bottle? Are you my comfort or shall I call some company tonight? Yeah, let's get, let's get real. Are you really who you say you are or should I look for something else to handle this? Now quiet, we all do it. You the one that told everybody that he's the king. You told everybody this is Jesus. Now when he doesn't do things your way, you're questioning his potency. You're questioning who he is because your life is not going your way. What kind of manipulating spirit do you think you can manipulate God? Like, are you Jesus or am I going back to the world? What's up? Like, he's going to be like, no, 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 I'm God. Don't go. You can't, you can't control God. Go. You'll be back. Because some of us went and guess where we are, right? How many of y'all done went and came back like me? Look at your neighbor and say, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I, I, didn't, I shouldn't have left anyway. I'm back. Amen. You can't control God like you try to do your friends. If you don't come out right now, I'm leaving. Okay, I'm coming. God is not like man. Are you the Christ or shall we look for another? Live. Whether your situation is going your way or not, he is still Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Jesus is still Lord. He is not to be manipulated. He is not to be controlled. He is not to be on our terms. And I know this is not a normal Palm Sunday message. We're supposed to run around with palms and saying he's king, right? Yeah, but we need to live that. And not say it once a year. If he's really Lord, then his way is up. His way is up. Look at your name and say, that's what's up. That's what's up. You can't control God. You can't control your life. Let go. Let go. You're trying to have a handle on everything you want to make. Stop. Let go. I want to free you this morning. Things not going your way is a sign that someone else is in control. Let them have it. It's too much for you to control anyway. You got your kids, your bills, your body, your health, your husband, your wife, your dad, your future, your dreams. Let him handle it. And he'll bring the things to you at the right time. Now focus on your dream. Cool. Now focus on your body. Cool. Let him bring it to you. knows what you need and when you need it he created you you could be doing the right thing at the wrong time let go this morning I wasn't going to say let go but I feel that everybody stand I want to just breathe and let go let go live let go you can't rest holding on to everything like that 
controlling Jesus. Okay, the king is coming. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. He, uh-uh. Let go. He came to establish his way. And when we do things his way, we live a prosperous life. We live a free life. Our life and our situation is affected by how we do things. Today I want to pray for your ways. I want to pray over your ways. Because I believe there's a lot of good hearts in here. People who want to do good and have impact and all that great stuff. But the way you go about it could be so dysfunctional and destructive. Because there's a way that seems right to man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. You could be thinking you're doing right and you're literally killing yourself. Killing your marriages. Killing your friendships. Today we stop that in the name of Jesus. Father, we choose your way. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, I choose your way in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you are blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.